Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, Heart of Dating family. I hope you guys had a fantastic 4th of July holiday and got some relaxing in. Maybe even some barbecuing, sunshine, fireworks, all of it. Also, because we launched a two-part episode two weeks ago with BC and Jared, we gave y'all last week off, but today we are back with our final episode of season three. Yep, you guys heard that right. It's our final episode of season three today. But don't be dismayed or worried at all because we are going to be back in just a few short weeks with fresh, new, powerful interviews. This is going to be really helpful for us to just re-strategize and bring you the very best content, which we always aim to do, of course. But until then, you guys, we actually are not going to stop bringing you fresh new episodes. There are many of you that have only joined our community in the last few months. And because of that, you've probably missed some of our past content. So here's what's going to come for you in the coming weeks this summer. We're going to be sharing with you some mini-sodes of the most common asked questions and topics that you send to us that we have already covered in a previous episode with a different guest. This content is going to be shareable and really amazing. And if you've missed it, this is going to be a perfect recap for you. And if you've already heard it, this is going to be an incredible reminder for you. We are really excited about this because we don't want to just go cold on y'all. We want to give you something the rest of the summer. Now, you guys, before we go on our summer break, I want to bring you our last episode of the season, which is an episode all about the Enneagram, one of my favorite topics. And I was so honored to get your Enneagram coach founders, Beth and Jeff McCord, on the podcast today. Beth and Jeff McCord are the founders of Your Enneagram Coach, a community designed to be a safe place for individuals to explore a Christ-centered Enneagram. Through their teaching, they guide individuals, couples, and groups to self-awareness and life-enhancing growth. Their mission is to help people see themselves with astonishing clarity so they can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame through the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ. With their Becoming Us marriage book, course curriculum, date night events, and retreats, the McCords combine their more than 20 years of marriage wisdom, pastoral experience, and Enneagram studies to provide a roadmap for couples to break free from unhealthy patterns, align their marriage with the gospel, and grow into the couple God designed them to be. Beth and Jeff live in Nashville, Tennessee, and they have two kids, Nate and Libby. Now, you guys, one of the biggest pieces of glue in a relationship is communication. So today, Beth and Jeff break down the nine types and when each type is aligned versus misaligned with the gospel as it relates to communication and conflict. It is so good, you guys. This episode will help you understand yourself better and also help you to understand the people you are dating better. 
or even just friends, family, coworkers, all of that too. Now, I want to highly encourage you to take the free Enneagram assessment test on yourenneagramcoach.com. It's free. You guys got to take it if you haven't taken it yet. Then I highly recommend that you take the Your Enneagram Coach program called Discovering You so you can really understand your type and all the other types. It's going to be a great Cliff Notes version of your type and all the other different nine types. Then go ahead and go through the Exploring You course for your type. This personality will be broken down into bite-sized sessions, so you won't be overwhelmed with all the info about your type, and you're going to be amazed at how much you learn about yourself and how you show up in dating. Then lastly, friends, be on the lookout because both Beth and Jeff are launching their Becoming Us book and courses and all the things this fall. I'm so excited. And while it is for married couples, it's also really perfect for people single and dating. So be on the lookout for all of that. All right, without further ado, here is my interview with Beth and Jeff McCord. Beth and Jeff McCord. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today on the Heart of Dating podcast. Hey. Well, thanks for having us. So excited to have you guys here. Um, and just, this is one of my favorite topics. Um, and people who have been in the Heart of Dating community for a while know that we, I love talking about the Enneagram, but I'm just so excited to have you guys on here today. I've been really, really wanting to get you guys on. So our audience is going to be thrilled because they've been DMing me, emailing me, being like, please have the people from your Enneagram coach on. We love them. Aww. We love following their stuff. And yeah, they just want more information from you guys. So um, that, thank you for being on. <laughs> yeah, that's so great to hear. I love that. Yeah. And so would you guys just, if for anyone listening that doesn't really know what you guys do, would you talk about and share a little bit about what your Enneagram coach is and what you guys are doing? Yeah, absolutely. So we started your Enneagram coach about two and a half years ago. And our mission is that everyone has the ability to understand why they think, feel, and behave in particular ways. But more than that, we want them to um, realize that we struggle with shame and self-guilt and condemnation and fear, and that's all been taken care of. And so, you know, with God, we can put that aside and, and turn and realize and experience the unconditional love and freedom that we have in our relationship with Him. And so, we want to put that in the forefront. And the reason is the Enneagram is so exposing mm. that it is super easy to go to dark places, you know, mm, and have so that true. shame built up. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that um, people understand how to see their personality in all of its glory and good, mm. but then also in the trouble spots, not so that you will have the shame, but more importantly, that you will put that back onto the one who's already taken care of it for us mm, so, so that we can see how he is working in and through us every single day and that everything that we need has already been provided for. Mm -hmm. And that's a really hard concept to yeah. wrap our minds around. Um, we really think we have to do it ourselves in the way our personality thinks. So like you as being a type three and me as a nine, we're going to think of that differently, mm -hmm. but we want to let that go and recognize everything's been taken care of. Now we get to walk in step with him in order for this to be uh, just an amazing experience on earth with one another and ourselves and our relationship with him. Mm. So. Well, Bethy, one thing that I'd add to that is that what's been most exciting about your Enneagram coach is that when we first learned about the Enneagram in 2000, uh, it, 
it impacted our marriage, our relationship. So, oh, since that time, it's given us new language for our marriage. It's given us aha moments, opportunities to connect with one another in ways that we um, weren't able to accomplish ourselves. So this, it just became a helpful tool. And then by um, trusting and believing what Christ had already done for us, it really freed us to be curious. It freed us to be receptive to uh, new dynamics in our relationship. And so YEC is really the overflow of what Beth and I have been walking in ourselves uh, mm-hmm. since 2000. Wow. Yeah. And, and just to let those that are, that are listening to realize that we have gone through major ups and downs in our relationship. And we still do today. It's not like, Oh, you know, we figured it out. Perfect formula. Yeah. (laughs) We don't like, we still have a lot of situations where, and we call it the dance and we can kind of get into that later, but (laughs) you know, where we stumble over one another, but we now have tools and resources to be able to communicate more clearly with one another about where we're at, whether we're struggling and we can be clear about that. Or whether we're having a great time and we can be clear, like, yeah, this is great. I, or I appreciate when you said that because it really means a lot, you know. So yes, it's the clarity good. that we get from the Enneagram that helps so much. Mm, that's so good. And that, like, self-awareness piece, like, the ability to say, like, actually, yes, that meant this means a lot to me. And it makes me mm-hmm. feel X way when you do this. Or I'm really grateful for that, you know, and vice versa, like when something doesn't land quite as well, maybe. Right. Um, so I know you guys too are working on a lot of things for married couples and people in relationships. So would love to hear a little bit about that um, and what's coming up for you guys. Yeah. Jeff, do you want to take that? Sure thing. Um, so this year is going to be a massive year for us. Um, when we thought about what our first book might be, um, we decided that uh, we were going to write something that was going to be very personal and it was going to be about our, our marriage and our story. And so on October 1st, we'll release our first book, Absolutely. Becoming Us, using the Enneagram to create a thriving gospel-centered marriage. Um, we we super enjoyed it and are <laughs> super proud of it. Um, not only because of the marriage content that's there and sharing our story and how it can bring hope to others. But then the second half of the book is actually a resource section, a quick reference for understanding yourself. And then there's a section on helping your spouse to understand you. Oh wow! Uh, and so it's going to be a fantastic tool. But we've built on top of that by adding, uh, we've got a marriage assessment that we're going to be releasing here and um here soon. And then we've got a course for all 45 couple types. So it's not a marriage course. It's a marriage course specifically for each couple type. Now a couple type that could be a coworker, that could be a friend, that can be um, someone that you're dating. It could be any relationship, but we go through a family of origin. We go through communication, conflict, and becoming your best selves together, as well as spirituality. And then we're also doing a a marriage retreat that if you don't want to do it online, then you can come and our endorsed coaches are going to be helping us to coach uh, couples and and helping to define the marriage that they've always longed for. 
I love that. And in fact, we actually um, have a lot of married people even listening to this podcast because so many of the tools in dating still overlap with marriage and things you need to know mm-hmm. for marriage. So that's so exciting, you guys. I cannot yeah. wait for that to come out, for everything to come out. Um, and just, I, we talked a little about it before, but I just think this is so needed. And this tool and using it in the in the space of couples, whether family, you know, a family member or a coworker, friendship or dating or marriage, like you guys just said, can be so awakening and life-giving um, and bring like so much clarity, like you even said earlier, Beth. So I'm so excited for everything yeah, that's coming and, out. And just to reiterate, because I know that this yeah. is a dating podcast, but really what we developed in the marriage platform does translate to all relationships. And so, mm-hmm. you know, just dive in, even get the marriage book, even though yes. it's going to be talking about marriage, just insert you know, relationship, you know, exactly. or cause it could be you and a coworker, you and your, you know, um, parents or mm-hmm. a friend. So it's really about relationships. We just kind of honed in a little bit more to marriages cause there's such a need in that category as well. Yeah. So just want to let people know, Hey, this really is for you as well. And I think you'll be really excited to see how it's going to affect you in all your relationships. Yes. That's so good. Uh, okay. So I'm so excited for what's coming up and for what you guys are doing. And I'm really excited about kind of the things we're going to dive into today. Um, and recently I noticed on the Instagram account, I was really excited to see this, but you guys kind of talked or started talking through like each type of it and the qualities of each type when they're misaligned with the gospel versus when they're aligned with the gospel. Um, and I'd love to kind of go through that if you guys would be willing to do so, because I think that'll help us really understand when we're kind of acting um, not in alignment with Jesus versus when we are in alignment with the gospel and um, in different areas. So maybe in communication and conflict, however you guys want to break it down. Uh, I just, I would love to kind of start our conversation kind of diving into that. Yeah, absolutely. So where it began was uh, it it began with uh, Galatians chapter two, where Paul says to Peter that he was no longer walking in line with the truth of the gospel Mm -hmm. by demonstrating favoritism towards one population of people to others. And so it became um, rather than just this healthy, unhealthy thing is we will find our healthiest self when we are in relationship with Jesus, but when we're not, we're going to see the fruit of that, not only in our relationship with him, but also in relationships to others. And so as Beth and I began thinking about that, all of a sudden, uh, Enneagram coach superstar Beth McCord's like, hey, this is this is exactly what the Enneagram is speaking to. Yeah. And so would you like us to just kind of run through how the types communicate when they're aligned and misaligned. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, that would be great because I think even when it comes down to relationships of any kind, but definitely in dating, communication is definitely, especially when you're first getting to know someone and in that dating phase, it's really a learning curve. (laughs) Um, So I would love to kind of, I think that's one of the biggest things I see people like not align or like, you know, understanding about each other. So Mm -hmm. even for people that, you know, have taken the Enneagram know their type, I think it'll be helpful to kind of shine awareness for themselves and even somebody they're in relationship with. Yeah, absolutely. And so just to kind of give people um, kind of a heads up on, you know, just finding your type in general, because there might be some people out there yeah. that are like, I don't know my type. or Right. That's the- true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And so what we would recommend is, you know, we have a free assessment to find your type. It's test.com. 
yourenneagramcoach.com and you'll have it in your show notes, I'm sure. Yeah. And so in that, you'll have the results of all the percentages that you came up mm-hmm. for each of the types. And you can click on any of those links to learn more about those types to just see, well, what is it? But we also have a free PDF download of the nine types. And yeah. what that free PDF is going to show you is the core motivations of each type. And the reason that's so important, one, your type really hinges on those core motivations. There's a core fear you're running away from, mm. a core desire you're trying to always obtain, a core weakness that's your Achilles heel, and then a core longing, which is the message your heart has always longed to hear. Mm. And the reason that's so important for people to focus in on is because when we talk about the dance, which is two Enneagram types, no matter what they are, combined together in any kind of relationship. It could even just be you're at the grocery store line and the cashier, you guys are in a dance together, right? Um, Whether a nice one or not a nice one, Um, (laughs) all the way to being, you know, a parent with a child, you know, best friends, dating, marriage. We all have these dances throughout the day. And so it's two Enneagram types put together. And that's what Mm -hmm. we call the dance. And So we, in order to understand the dance, you have to understand your core motivations Mm -hmm. and why they get activated, whether positively or negatively. Mm -hmm. So I can, let's say I go out and sit in a hammock and read, guess what? My core motivation as a type nine who loves peace and harmony is going to be activated in a very positive way because it's like serene and great. Mm -hmm. But then if I'm in a relationship where there's tension, like let's say that that cashier and she's just not very kind and maybe rude, that is going to activate me as a type nine in a totally different way. But at the same time, we're being activated one way or another. And so what we're trying to talk about with the relationship types is to recognize I have to know why I'm being activated Mm -hmm. and what's going on because I don't have to react to the activation. I can pause and think and assess what's the best course to react in this moment. Mm -hmm. But that takes a lot of work and understanding. And so our like discovering you course and our exploring you course where you kind of understand the Enneagram and your type is really important to go through Mm -hmm. so you can understand how that dance works for you. Because if you don't do your own work, no dance is going to get better. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. It's like you're triggered by something in a sense and you're like, you have to have the awareness to say, okay, I am like, first of all, A, I am triggered right now and know that you are (laughs) for whatever reason. And then know, like kind of go under the layers layers to realize why, why, (laughs) and and how can I pause and react appropriately instead of acting out of my instinctual trigger reaction, which is usually just like a reactionary, you know, <laughs> whatever. Hardwired. So each of the types are hardwired to see and perceive and interpret the world in very specific ways. Mm. So you being a three and I'm a nine, let's say that we're going through the same incident, mm-hmm. but you're going to interpret it and see it in a totally different way. And you could get irritated with me and vice versa if you don't if you don't do what I think you should do and vice versa, it's like, don't you get what you're supposed to do here? You know, yeah. because that we see it through our perspective. Yes, that is so, good. Yep. so understanding all nine types is great because then you and I in that relationship could take off those glasses that we see the world through. So in my logo, uh, the type nine is purple and you're green. Well, mm. we could take all those lenses and switch and say, hey, let's try to see this incident from each other's perspective to have empathy, right. great understanding. And so as we go through the communication style and the conflict issues for each of the types, that's really what we're wanting to do is one, understand ourselves, but then also understand 
why the other person might be reacting that way. So when we talk about misaligned with um, in our communication style or aligned, what we're trying to communicate is that when we are misaligned, it's we've forgotten um, in our heart and our mind, we've forgotten who we already are in Christ. Mm. So we're already taken care of. We're already his beloved. He has taken away our sins and given us his righteousness. That doesn't change no matter what's happening. And so, but we forget. And it's like, well, I know he's really good, but I don't know if he's going to fix this. So Mm. I better take control. And it's in that reaction and taking control of the situation the way we think it should be is when we start to get probably misaligned and then totally out of alignment. Mm. Um, Now, when we're aligned, whether in communication, conflict style, you name it, alignment means we know, believe, and trust in our identity in Christ. And we rest securely into that. It's super hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it sounds beautiful. And you're like saying it. And it's like, yes, we all want that. But like practically very difficult. <laughs> and it literally is what Christ is wanting from us is not us to fix, to do, to accomplish, or to obtain anything. Mm. He's already done that. What he wants from us is surrender and dependence. Mm. And what human being is like, oh, sure, I'll do that. No problem. You know, and so this is really <laughs> hard work for all the types because yeah. it's asking us to surrender and depend in the unique way we need to, um, not what everybody else needs to. Mm. But when we actually like, let's say a sheep, just sit in his lap and just cuddle up onto him and recognize everything is taken care of by him. It changes the whole trajectory. Mm. Um, and so what I tell people, so like I'm in my office right now, Jeff's in his and you're in yours. Mm. And if I were to say, guys, if I could just be in my office, life would be amazing. And you would look at me like, e- you're there, you know, like <laughs> what you, you can't, you can't, try to get what you already have. Mm. And so that's what I'm trying to help people understand is you already are his, you already are safe and secure. You already have obtained his righteousness because he gave it to you. Mm. And so if we can rest more securely in that, it will allow us to walk in step with him, which means we'll be aligned with him. Mm. So that's where the alignment and misalignment comes in. It's where is our mind and our heart? Is it with him or is it wandering away? Now our relationship status, our security in that relationship doesn't change. Mm. And that's what I want people to know. It's not like, Oh, you're out of alignment. Uh Oh, you know, what does that mean? No, Mm. he has done all things. Philippians one, six, um, what he's already accomplished it and is accomplishing it for us. Now, what I will say is to find their types, they could do the assessment, but they also can go to your Enneagram slash downloads, and you'll find all the core motivations for all nine types in our pre, uh, PDF there. So that would so be really good. helpful yeah. because we're not going to have time to go over yeah, all the types and all their core motivations right. here. Um, <laughs> So we're just going to dive into communication and conflict styles yeah. uh, with each of the types. So, so good. Are you ready for me to? Yes, let's, get- let's go right yeah. in it because I, lo- I love the awareness. And I think it's something that you just brought up. I'll just say is that it's so important to know that he's already done it because when we're out of alignment, it helps us to sit, to avoid that shame piece, you know, and falling into shame of like, Oh gosh, I did this again. And I'm a terrible person, you know, and saying that to ourselves. So I love that you said that because it's not about, um, shame, you know, and sometimes we react 
um, maybe not the most appropriately, but that's why we learn and grow. We have that grace and that mercy and, you know, the difference between guilt and shame of like, okay, maybe not the right way to react, but I can do better going forward and I'm going to have grace for myself. (laughs) Yeah. And here's the thing. In Romans 5, 8, it talks about how Christ already knew we were going to be sinners when he came for us. It wasn't like mm-hmm. he was surprised. Yeah. No, he he knew all that was going to transpire in your life. He's not surprised. It's not too much for him. In fact, he knows he's more, mm-hmm. and that's why he came. So we kind of just change our mindset. That's the whole renewing your mind. Yeah. And it's not renewing your mind to be, oh, I'm going to be the best. You know, I'm going to show God I'm going to be the best. No, it's he's the best and I'm going to rest in him. So anyway, um, so when we get the communication style, I'm going to go through each of the nine types, give, you know, the, the name of the type, maybe a tiny bit about them. Um, but so that you can kind of see why they would be aligned or misaligned in their communication style. Friends, I want to take a quick pause in today's episode to tell you about something I am so excited about. I just want to say that I know the struggle is real with dating in our current culture. It can be marking and confusing and sometimes just so frustrating. Do you ever feel like you have no idea what you're doing or that you keep trying and failing or that you just don't know how to handle hard situations or conversations with people? Or maybe you just feel stuck in a dating wasteland with no good potentials. I get it and I have felt a ton of those exact same things. Now, a huge issue when it comes to dating is that we don't have a ton of great resources out there for guidance. The Bible doesn't talk about dating because it didn't exist at the time. And now today, about 50% of the church in the U.S. is single, and even that number is growing. So the problem is that we need resources. I get it. I get all your frustrating feelings. So I have made it a goal of mine to research and talk to pastors and watch videos and read as many books as I can just so that I can be equipped to do this podcast as well as go into my own dating life with the best and sharpest possible tools. And I have exciting news today. I have compiled all of my favorite dating resources and created a free resource guide for you so you don't have to scour for all the best things to read or watch anymore. It is called The 7 Resources to Change the Dating Game. I truly believe that this guide will help you navigate this journey with clarity and intention. It is going to help you to sharpen the tools in your toolbox and get out there and date amazingly. You can grab this free resource by visiting heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. That is heartofdating.com forward slash seven resources. I am so excited for you guys to get your hands on this incredible free resource. We'll try to fly through this, but so everyone, if you're in the car, put a another seatbelt on. If you're not, put a seatbelt on because <laughs> we're going to go. Buckle up. We're going straight in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So the type one is called the moral perfectionist. Uh, they are the ones that fear being bad, evil, wrong. They want to be balanced, have integrity. It's about ethics, morals, and rightness. Mm-hmm. And so when they are doing well, so they're aligned with the truth of the gospel, you're going to find that they're very honest and poised, polite, serene. Mm-hmm. Um, they've really thought out things and have really great opinions and insights. Um, and they want to make sure that goodness prevails for everyone. Um, now, when they're misaligned, they're going to start to speak more in a teaching, correcting, judgmental way. 
they're going to be a little bit more easily irritated, opinionated, and showing some displeasure visibly. But they're going to kind of keep a lid on this kind of anger resentment piece they have because to them that's bad. But it's going to leak out in kind of this in, in the teaching correcting, I've had ones go, but isn't teaching and correcting good? I'm like, yeah, it is good when it's aligned, but when it's in this misaligned, it's more nitpicky, it's mm. um, prickly, and it's uh, it, it's not lifting the other person up. Mm, it's putting sense. them in their place. Mm. Um, <laughs> now, they may a lot of us are unaware of our misalignment and how it affects people. And so when we get feedback, that's usually when we feel that shame and condemnation. But if our hearts are able to go, wow, that hurts, but I'm okay. I can take that information, you know, mm. you know, rest in my alignment with Christ and ask for forgiveness and then hopefully react and move forward with his help in my life. Mm. So for one, yeah. that's a, a thing that they could really focus in on. Okay. Uh, type twos are the supportive advisors. So they are fearing being rejected, unloved, and unwanted. And what they're really striving for is to, for people to appreciate them, to see them, to acknowledge their helpfulness, and that they will be loved and wanted. So when they're doing, uh, but we'll, we'll start with the not doing well. I think it's a little bit easier than showing how yeah. alignment works. So when they're out of alignment, thinking they have to earn this love and appreciation, they're going to insert themselves into people's lives with helpfulness, with opinions, um, any kind of helpfulness, basically. Um, and so when they're out of alignment, they can be passive aggressive or very direct and give unsolicited advice. Oh. And they're going to be like, but I'm helping. And people are like, but I didn't ask for that help. And they'll keep <laughs> inserting themselves until people receive it and reflect back to them how thankful they are. But if they don't, because they're now irritated, they're going to actually, it's going to just ramp it up all the more. So Ooh, what we're hoping, yeah, so what we're hoping for the twos to realize is they are love for simply being them by Christ. They don't have to earn this unconditional love. It's that's why it's unconditional. Yeah. And they can know that they're wanted by him. He pursued them. So when their hearts at rest, that they are not rejected. In fact, they've been pursued and captured by Christ's love their hearts will be at rest and aligned and their communication style is going to be much more where they're going to be incredible listeners. Mm. They're going to ask great questions with a very warm presence. They're going to give helpful advice, but not inserting themselves. They're going to actually ask, Hey, I have some thoughts if you would like it. Um, and oh, they, like they can that. offer it because they're not depending on how other people feel about them anymore. Cause they're solely resting in what they already have in Christ. Mm. So that will leak out is a lot of compassion and empathy towards others. That's so good. You can definitely see I have a lot of twos in my life and it, it's there's definitely that difference of when you're kind of seeking that approval almost in a sense of like, oh, I need to this person to receive this because I want them to know how helpful I am in a way. Like I've seen that yep. or experienced that a lot. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So type threes are, <laughs> are successful achievers, which you know, that's you. Yes. <laughs> so when threes are... Um, they're the ones that they fear being unsuccessful, their image being tarnished, people um, not admiring them. What they're looking for is to be admired, efficient, capable, competent, successful, all of those kind of image things. And they really feel like they have to earn love through accomplishments. So twos, it's earning through being helpful. Um, threes, it's earning through accomplishments. Mm. So the three is always trying to show others what they've accomplished because how are they going to know to love them mm. without showing them? Um, but so that's when they get misaligned when it's all about, do other people see what I did and am I loved through that? 
Now that's where misalignment, but alignment comes in like, oh wait, Christ accomplished everything perfectly of what I needed. And then he gave it to me. Mm. So everything that needs to be achieved has been achieved. And I now get to reap his success. And so I'm safe and I'm secure in that love. Mm. And so when their hearts rest there, they can just be themselves instead of trying to be something else to have a persona. So Mm. in that alignment, they're going to be much more clear. They're going to be straightforward and confident and motivating, efficient, but they're also going to be super encouraging and the best cheerleader and supporter Mm. of others. I love that. I tried to hopefully land there and I can definitely see when I'm being misaligned um, because I'm like, oh, but this person doesn't see my success or they're not affirming me enough in this. So I, you know, it comes out in a negative way Um, versus when I am just so thankful for my identity and what God has already done in me. I don't have to prove it to anybody and I'm so much more encouraged and not comparing. I think that's a huge one for me, but um, I can be so much more encouraging to other people and I don't feel like I have to make them something else. That also is a huge one for me even as a coach to like take out, okay, their success is really on them. It's not on me to make them successful. <laughs> anyway, exactly. I love that. So yeah. So the, the, the threes, when they're not aligned, you're, you're right. It's going to be a much more self-promoting because it's like, Oh wait, I need everyone to see that I've done a great job. So I have to show my resume. Mm. <clears throat> I was successful here and I did this and I did that. Um, so yeah. that others can hire. But when they're kind of resting more in that, you know, accomplishments in Christ, it's not that they don't tell people what they've, you know, accomplished because, you know, a lot of times that's just great. You know, we share with each other, but it's a different mode or um, mm. modality. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, God really worked in, in and through me there, but you're not seeking the kickback affirmation from others. Yeah, yeah. It's just a conversation piece. So, Ooh, um, and so three, they're not doing well. They can also kind of get short and um, mm-hmm. impatient with long conversations or a lot of emotions <laughs> because they're like, I just want to get things done, people. Oh, man, uh, this is so true. Oh, man. I have a best friend who's a four like- and – just as a side note, and it's it's oh, tough yeah. because she wants these long, beautiful, amazing conversations, and sometimes it's really tough for me. <laughs> so we've had yeah. to have a lot of these conversations <laughs> of what is that balance because if she wants two hours of dedicated listening time, I'm like, wait, but I don't know if I have that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's where this all comes in really handy where you can say, I know that loving you well could mean this, yeah. but that's a real struggle for me. And so how can I meet you like halfway or whatever in whatever direction that you can see that I'm really for you? I just may not be able to come through for you in the way that you want. And that's where we have to trust that Christ will take care of all of their needs. I can't like, even with my husband, I can't come through for him. Like he is a six and he wants safety, security, and guidance. Mm -hmm. And though I try my best to offer that as a wife, I am never going to fulfill what he needs because that's only a God-shaped, uh, like, you know, hole that he can yeah, fill, that God yeah. can fill up. I can only do just a little thumb, you know, thimble of yeah. amount. But I do want to show that I'm for him and that I want to move towards him in, in the direction mm. he feels. Up. So that's what you're saying with hers. Okay, how can we be there for one another 
and know that we're not going to come through for each other perfectly, but we can absolutely feel the love from one another by just getting to that point. So that yes. I love to hear. That's oh man. And that's I love that. Cause that's what the conversations we've had this last year of like about time and how we both perceive time and what intentional quality time and listening looks like. And it's been so healthy to have these conversations. We're both, she loves the Enneagram too. So we know our tendencies. So I, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. it's so cool to see it at work. Um, yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Great. Okay. So the type four is a romantic individualist and they fear being just like everyone else. So plain, mundane, defective, flawed, and they desire to be their most authentic self, to go deep, to show beauty. Um, and yeah, to, to bring creativity and it doesn't mean artistic creativity though. They're great at that in a lot of ways, but it's any kind of creativity. Um, and so when they are struggling, they're going to feel defective and flawed and misunderstood. Mm. And when they're at that place, they will become more moody, emotionally intense. They can become either cold and detached, like withdrawn, or maybe even explosive with their intense emotions. Mm. Um, and so they're going to then also steer the conversation back onto them because the way that the four mindset is, is it just kind of goes inward and goes deep. And so they're really kind of consumed with their emotions because it's like a tsunami of emotions. Mm. Um, whereas other types, you know, like even like for you as a type three, they can kind of push their emotions to the side. Yeah. This is a tsunami. And as we all know, tsunami is like, if you're in the way, you're not getting away from it. And so to <laughs> sure. have that passion and that grace for the fours and the waves that keep pounding on them with their emotions, you can understand why they feel like they have to deal with it mm-hmm. before they move on. And so having that compassion for them and saying, hey, I'm here for you. Let me help you walk through this is so important. Or just giving them the space if that's what they want. Yeah, that's um, but, you know, Yeah. And when uh, fours are aligned and they know... I am not defective and flawed. In fact, Christ designed me in my mother's womb exactly the way he wanted me to, you know, and I'm beautiful right where he designed me. Mm. Then when they're resting in that authentic self, they are much more expressive of their emotions in a balanced way. And when I say balanced, a lot of fours, what they hear is less emotions. And I'm not Mm. saying less emotions. Yeah. They're the exact same amount of emotions, but they're balanced. Um, and they're more empathetic mm-hmm. and they're a great listener, especially when people are struggling and in sorrow. Man, they'll go the distance for you. Oh, and they that really category. will. Yeah. God. It's so beautiful. It's a gift. And they show yeah. us, yeah, they show us a different level of beauty that we can't even conceptualize. So mm-hmm. that's just a really great place to be with fours. Mm-hmm. Um, so type fives, there are investigative thinkers and they fear being incompetent and capable and unknowledgeable. And that's really what they're desiring. Now they really struggle with interactions with people and not that they can't be with people. It's what happens is interacting with people depletes their internal battery system mm-hmm. and they have to ration that out. Cause let's say you have a hundred percent battery life when you wake up in the morning and then let's say if you're an extrovert, you can hit the Mophie case button, you know, the extra battery (laughs) people. It's like, yay, even more energy. And then introverts, they don't have that. So they get depleted some, but fives wake up like with 20 to 25% battery life to interact with others. So they have to really ration out their day. And so when people intrude on them or like open their office door and just plow right in or surprise them, um, put obligations on them. You can see how that's like stream, like me taking your phone and streaming something live. It's going to deplete that battery really quickly. And it's like, stop. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. wait. I did it. I had the door closed for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's not that they don't want to be with people. They just have to ration this out. Mm -hmm. And so when they're feeling that intrusion or 
a catastrophic depletion is just around the corner, what you're going to see in their communication style is going to be very cold, brief. Um, they might even come across intellectually arrogant um, and kind of pushing away, or they're going to really withdraw and detach and putting up really strong boundaries. Um, but when they are able to go, Christ is my resource, my spring of living water who will replenish me and recharge me and give me all the resources I need. Their heart becomes more at rest and they're able to be more respectful, non-intrusive, very curious, observant, and they're going to engage in more stimulating conversations with others. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to become extrovert or more engaged with people all the time. That's not what we're talking about here because fives just by nature are going to be less engaged with others. It's that this communication style and the connection with people is going to be much more deep and rich because they know that they're going to be replenished by Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. I bet this is like a total side note, Beth, but like, um, how do you, what about for five women fives, which are, are, are a little bit more rare? Like, do you see this coming up or any advice for women fives? Cause I had a lot of them write into me. And so I just, yeah, wanted to yeah, throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. And, um, what I would say, like for women that are fives, that can be a tricky place. I think, okay, so the Enneagram is not gender bias. Right. It, like when I talk about these things, I really don't have to fully switch it. Um, but at the same time, there are, let's say, um, cultural expectations mm -hmm. that put pressure on different types for different reasons. And that's where it gets really tricky. So mm -hmm. in America, you should be an extrovert. You should be creative. You should be a go-getter. You should, you know, that these are all the things that Americans yeah. can lift up. And so it can feel harder for a woman five because, you know, they're going to be a little less, they're going to be more distant. Um, they're going to dive deep into their mind. Yeah. Well, what we want the five, you know, type five women to understand is, yeah, you know what, if you are raising, let's say, especially when women start raising a family or they're in, a, uh, let's say, a singles group community, wherever you are, the society is telling you to be more engaged and more in communication or in more um, deep relationships. Yeah. And that can feel very weighty. But I think the Enneagram, what it does is it allows you not to have an excuse like, well, that's, that's not who I am. It invites you to something that's hard, mm. but also really good. At the same time, balancing it with what you need. So for women that are fives out there, recognizing, yes, in learning to enjoy deep, rich communication and conversations and relationship with people, when you have enough energy is really great and it's worth stepping into. Yeah. And even when it stretches you at the same time, yes, you do need time to think and process alone. And that is fine too. That's how God created you. Yeah. So recognizing to take away that shame and that guilt and just balancing out life in a way that's best for you. Whereas if we take the sevens who are typically more extroverted or connecting right. with people, we would say kind of the opposite. Like, yes, be with lots of people, but we need you to learn how to be still, how to be yes. still alone. Yeah. So it just happens that we're in a society that like thinks that that type of energy is great and fun and all this stuff. So recognizing if you were to go to Japan, it would be a very different culture and the things that are 
esteemed or wanted or very different. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. But that's why I wanted to just briefly bring that up because I've had a few women fives even in our in their groups and they just like reach out that it's like harder for them to connect or feel seen amidst even a group of men when there's so many other extroverted women around. So I think you really tackled that really well. Thank you. Yeah, great. Okay, so type six is our loyal guardians, and that's what Jeff is. And they are, they struggle with fear itself, being blamed, targeted, um, abandoned, but they also fear not having security, support, and guidance. Um, And that's what they're wanting is that kind of support and guidance. Now, they have an inner committee inside. So, Jeff, you know, he'll say it's like parliament in England where (laughs) someone's talking and everyone else is booing and hissing and chiming in like all at the same time. You're like, Oh my goodness, this is like chaos. What's happening? And that's kind of what it feels like inside with their inner committee. And so when the inner committee is really revved up and going full steam and it's hard to think clear and to know what to do, their communication style will piggyback off that. So they'll be reactive, Hmm. anxious, skeptical, suspicious. They're going to ask a lot of questions and not be very trusting. And they're going to even doubt not only others, but themselves. Hmm. But when they recognize and they take a step and they pause and they acknowledge what the inner committee is saying to them, but it doesn't mean they have to believe it. They can say, Hey, I hear you. You know, these are your concerns. Okay. But my adult version, this is, you know, this is where we're going. This is the plan. This is the direction I feel is best. So trusting that God has given them that inner direction and guidance helps them to become this tremendously courageous person. Mm -hmm. And that communication style that comes out of that is very warm, caring, compassionate, very witty. They have great sense of humor. (laughs) They're great they're very engaging in two-way conversations and they're highly connected people. Mm. And you're going to feel this like very big, warm embrace. Like they have got your back. You're on their team and nothing's going to yes. stop them. So it's just an amazing um, relationship to have. But like, you, like what your guys are all hearing is, hey, no type is better than the other. Yep. When we're all struggling, it ain't good. But when we're <laughs> yeah. doing really well and resting in Christ, it's amazing. Yes. Um, so some always like what's the best you know personality to have I'm like no right. sorry no one gets or like what's the best <laughs> type to date and like oh gosh you know that's what I get nope. asked a lot <laughs> yeah exactly and I think we'll probably hit on that later but yeah. uh, then the sevens are our entertaining optimists and they fear being trapped in emotional pain bored missing out on something fun they just want to be fulfilled and content Now, when they feel that their, let's say this bucket that's inside is empty because it has these holes in it and they're filling it with stimulation, excitement, and it's just empty, they are going to go as hard and fast as possible to fill it up with something fun Mm. and exciting. But if there's holes in it, it's going to keep getting depleted and they Mm. feel more and more desperate. That's when they're out of alignment. And so they're going to get hyper scattered. They're going to keep the attention on themselves by talking a ton, reframing everything negative into a positive, and they won't go deep. Mm. Now, when they are able to just be present in the moment to see the blessings that are before them, they can savor it and have gratitude in that present moment, you're going to find that all of those holes start plugging up a little bit and they're going to get filled up with satisfaction and contentment. And their communication style will be fun and lively, lighthearted, upbeat, optimistic, joyful, but you're also going to find them to be listening. They're going to be in conversation with others. They're going to be present. And so it's a much deeper and richer fullness Mm -hmm. of this lighthearted, fun seven. So that is a really 
yeah, really neat place to be with them. Yeah. I love sevens. It's the the type I have almost most in my life other than I have three, seven and eights, somehow the most in my life. And I love the sevens. And it's so cool to see when they're in health and how empowering, encouraging and deep they can go because they are ultimately thinkers. Yes. And they are very deep people. And and it it pains them when people assume they're not deep. Um, and, but but they put off a persona that they're not, they really are very deep, um, emotional people. It's, it's really beautiful when you get to see that. Um, okay. So our type eights are the protective challengers and they fear being manipulated, blindsided, betrayed, harmed. Um, and they're desiring to protect themselves and those in their most inner circle. And so when they think that they could be blindsided or betrayed or harmed in any way, their communication style is going to go in that direction. And it's obviously, well, meaning if they're not trusting that God will be their ultimate protector and resting in that, when they think they have to do it on their own, they're going to come across in a very quick, um, a more angry manner, demanding. They can be very insensitive, challenging, very assertive and blunt, just like what you see is what it and they refuse to see how they're hurting others so we call them snowplows and when a snowplow is on the highway let's say in chicago obviously it's amazing plowing a path for others and we need that but if they're not seeing through the storm that there are people in front they can nick people on the side of the road or plow over them completely. And if they're refusing to see how that's happening, they're only con- going to continue that pattern. But when they're resting, that God is their ultimate protector, their shield. Christ was the most betrayed ever. And so he mm. understands them. And when he says he's not going to forsake them or betray them, they can trust in him. And when they're resting in that, their communication style is going to be much more generous. They're the most loyal friend. They're honest, assertive. They're very confident in this warm confidence, like uh, a very warm embrace, but they're going to be also very protective of the weak and the vulnerable and stand up for those that cannot stand up for themselves. And it's absolutely amazing. So it's that snowplow plow, like seeing people ahead. Hey, you get behind me. I got you. And they'll plow that path. And everyone is like, just amazed. Like, thank you so much. I could not have done this without you. And that's where they're the best champions of others. Mm, that's so good. I love that. The, I love that snowplow um, <laughs> analogy. Yeah. I think I'm like, yeah, that is so exactly it. And I love how it can be used as a gift um, or it could be used to potentially hurt people if not being, right. if you're exactly. not paying attention yeah. to what's in front of you. <laughs> and a lot of times, honestly, eights, when they're nicking people on the side of the roads, let's say, and, and even plowing over people, a lot of times they're not aware of it. And they yeah. are really sad when someone points it out to them because they, in their mind, feel that they're trying to plow for others. Right. But it's just like any of us. A lot of times we treat others or do things based off the way we're hardwired, but it doesn't always communicate well for others. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the Enneagram is so helpful because we can go, oh, I would appreciate if people did this for me, but obviously I'm getting feedback that others don't want it that way. So how can I listen to them and reshape or recraft how I plow a path for them that really resonates with them well. That's Mm. probably the best advice I would give to an eight is learn how others operate and then meet them there would be um, a really great thing. Yeah. So last but not least is the type nine, which is my type, the peaceful mediator and the, the type nines, we really fear any kind of tension, conflict being overlooked um, and just like a, 
presence not mattering. We just want peace and harmony and inner stability. So what happens for us is when we are believing that we need to um, accommodate in order to keep peace, that it's up to us instead of realizing that it's up to God to knit relationships together, we will lose ourselves and just Mm. go along to get along. And we think that's going to help not having conflict, but what we don't realize is it actually sabotages us. Mm. Um, And so when we're not doing well, when we're not resting in what God is already doing for us, our our talk style is going to, one, become very, we're going to meander, (laughs) It takes a long time to land the plane because we have this internal fog. We have literally not paid attention to ourselves. So we don't even know ourselves well. So we're going to meander in our talk style. We'll be passive aggressive, detached. We are very stubborn (laughs) and we're going to avoid any conflict whatsoever by trying to go along to get along and sweep things under the rug. Now, when we recognize, you know what? My presence does matter. In fact, it matters so much that Christ came and pursued me and he lived a hard life, died a brutal death and rose again because he wanted relationship with me. Wow. I mean, you can't, you cannot get better than that. Yeah. Your presence is that much. And when I trust that my communication style will be for people will be present. Mm. I will not need to sweep things under the rug, but I'll be kind, a good listener Um, I'll be easy to be with receptive, but I'll also be more assertive, not in an aggressive way, but just assertive. I'm going to stand firm and say what needs to be said. And I'm going to be very warm and engaging with others. So that, that is your nine types. Oh my gosh. I just learned so much, Beth. That was so awesome because, you know, I think we all, especially for people who know the Enneagram or if this is their first time, they're going to be like so excited, but I know somebody in every category of type. So it's really interesting and helpful to hear because like my brother's a type nine and my mom's a two, my dad's a five. And, and then I have friends all across the board and it's so helpful because you can see it playing out, but then you can say, okay, well, how can I step into their world? Like you said, switching the glasses to say, okay, I see that they're communicating to me in this way. Maybe they're not communicating in alignment of the gospel. So I can see that now having that awareness and now I can more properly come alongside them or talk to them or meet them there and have a little more grace for maybe where they're at or why they're reacting or communicating a certain way. It's so helpful. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so helpful. And, And that's the biggest piece that we want everyone to understand is this tool is really to help us to understand why each of us do what we do so that we can have that compassion and that mercy and that forgiveness to have reconciliation. Cause that's what God is all about, right? Is mm-hmm. reconciliation and to restore relationships, not only with him, but with one another. And this is how the Enneagram can be so impactful if we're willing to use it in the correct way. Mm, so true. Okay. So I have so many other things to ask you um, and I will try to not take up all your time, but I'm so interested. So we had a lot of people send in some other questions too, and I'd love to kind of throw them out there to you guys and see what your thoughts are. So one of the questions that came up most, and I told people like, stop asking this question, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, They kind of asked like, uh, do you find that some Enneagram types work best compatibility wise with others? Or like, could you make every type work with the right communication slash tools? Like we kind of just went over. What are you guys thoughts about that? You know, I, I'll, I'll take a stab at this. Yeah. Um, it, it is a very, very popular question. <laughs> yes. And we, we really want to know from the get-go, that's right, Who who's the right person for me? 
And the right person for all of us is a healthy person. Yeah. Um, the right person for all of us is the one who's self-aware. Because any two types at their un, in, in unhealth or misalignment are, it's going to be difficult. Mm. And so and even in creating uh, these courses for all the cor- couple types, there are times when you're looking at it like, how does this couple even make it? This must be horrible for them both. <laughs> but then when you meet them in person and you see them at their healthiest level, you see something that you couldn't have ever imagined yourself. And so that really the right person is the person who understands their own heart, their own need for Christ, and extends that same kind of compassion to you. Mm, Yeah, and I would even piggyback on that a little bit is, and part of being healthy is not that you're always fully aligned. It's that you understand your position in this world in the sense of we're sinners, we need Christ. And until we get to heaven, even though we have his righteousness, he's still continually making us like him and recognizing we need Jesus every single hour, minute, that posture of I'm always in a work in progress to mm-hmm. be like Christ, that humbleness, that teachability, that's really what you're wanting because any type that's like, oh, I'm healthy, I got it, <laughs> five seconds later, they're going to fall. <laughs> and and recognizing, okay, Christ has secured everything. And I can learn in this process with the person I'm dating, with a coworker, whatever relationship it is, it's that teachability and that humbleness that is going to make all the difference. Mm, I love that. I, I will say this too, that um, there, there's some research that suggests that we uh, are attracted to people that will help us to become our best selves. Mm. So you'll find someone like an, a type eight who's attracted to a nine because the nine invites them to more compassion mm. and hospitableness relationally. And the nine may be attracted to the eight because of their strength, their assertiveness. Um, but one thing that you'll learn in marriage is that you're and even in all your relationships is that you're, this person cannot come through for you. They're not going to answer or be able to repair your character defects. Mm. And so it's really going to be about your work and your relationship with Christ. But if we go into the relationship thinking, oh, they're going to help, they're going to fix me, then that becomes the problem too. Mm, that's a really good point. Cause oftentimes that's what happens. Right. And then we have like issues of codependency, <laughs> um, insert that sure. there. Um, but to, okay. Another question just on the same kind of vein is what about same type dating the same type or being with the same type? Like, have you guys ever experienced that being good, mm-hmm. better, worse? Like, what are your thoughts on that? This is again, a question a lot of people asked. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's still the same. I mean, the, I would say the only difference is just being even more aware of blind spots and that yeah. doesn't, it's not a negative thing because every couple is going to have blind spots. Um, but like for instance, two nines together, they're going to have a bigger blind spot because they're not, they, let's say they enjoy just not having any kind of conflict. Well, conflict in itself isn't wrong or bad. It's mm. how we do the conflict, right? Yeah. But if we avoid all conflict and we don't talk things through and, you know, figure things out that need to be figured out, we just sweep them under the rug or just hide from them completely. That's not going to be a very healthy thing. So the, I would say uh, two types that are the same, there's nothing bad or wrong or weird or 
you know, like they shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. No, absolutely not. We have lots of couples that we've seen that are the same type. It's more honing in on what could they be missing because they're trying not to see it in themselves. And that would be the only thing I would say that just need to be a little bit more aware of. Jeff, do you have any thoughts? Yeah. And I think too, um, sometimes we, tend to oversimplify the Enneagram to just the nine types uh, and not taking into account um, their levels of health and alignment. We've not taken into account their wings or their subtypes. And so even if you do have two nines together, they could be very unique and very different nines. Yeah. Like for instance, my mom is a six and my husband, Jeff here is a six, but they're radically different. Yes. Sixes. Now the core motivations we talked about earlier, that, that free PDF download, that's going to show their core motivations are still the same, what they're mm-hmm. afraid of, what they desire, all those things. But their subtypes that they operate off of are extremely different. Right. And so on the surface, you're like, what? That can't be the same at all. So I think that is a really important statement to bring clarity. This isn't about what you see on the outside. It has to do again with what's on the inside. Yeah. And I love that you said that because I have friends, other friends that are threes and especially like male three friends. And we function very, very differently. I, I do connect way more with my heart and I'm way more, you know, just emotion filled. I definitely have a four wing and all of those kinds of things. And my friend is just totally different. Like he is very just like compartmentalized in ways and I just don't function that way anymore. And so it's really fascinating because I'm like, wow, we are in romantic relationships. We show up very differently, even though our core motivation at the, you know, at the base is very, very much the same. So it's fascinating because, and I love that you guys said that because I do think that's a really beautiful and helpful thing for everyone to hear is that, you know, you maybe, maybe you dated someone that was an unhealthy six. I'm just going to throw that out there. Right. And that wasn't a great experience for you, but maybe somebody else who is a healthy six slash with different tendencies or different subtypes or a different wing will actually be a great potential match for you. So I don't think having one bad experience with one type means that you should rule out that type completely. (laughs) Absolutely. hundred percent. That's right. Yeah. And I've even found myself being there. I'm like, oh, well, I had this unhealthy experience with a nine. And so therefore, no, I'm not going to date another nine. But actually, it's so not true. (laughs) And so I think we need to come back to like, yeah, like you said, the health versus unhealth. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. I know I don't want to like go all over in time, but I did want to quickly ask you um, if you guys have any thoughts for some of the more common pitfalls or like really negative tendencies in dating, if you, for some of the types or just overall, if you wanted to speak to that, if we have time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure Jeff, you've got lots of really great insights. I think what I would say is my biggest concern with people using the Enneagram is are they using it correctly or incorrectly? Um, and, and it's not widely taught in how to use it correctly. They just kind of just they see the tool and they start using it. <laughs> so it's like a little kid yeah. getting a really big sword and it's like, whoa, mm. put the sword down. <laughs> <laughs> you are not using this correctly. Ooh. I don't want to be you know, stabbed, you know? Um, <laughs> so we don't want to use, let me, this is how we say it. Don't use the Enneagram as a sword mm. and don't use the Enneagram as a shield. Meaning don't go around saying, Oh, you're being such a five or, Oh, you're being such a one. <laughs> like, this is the most exposing um, typology and we don't want to put people in shame and condemnation and fear. We want to invite one another 
back into alignment, not trying to push them out or harm them. And so be very gentle with one another, um, move towards one another with compassion and kindness. But then we also don't want to use it as a shield where it's like, I'm a nine. I can sometimes procrastinate. You're just going to have to deal with it. Like <laughs> that's that good. Is so- not how to use the Enneagram. So we want to use Enneagram in ways that calls us to trust Christ more, to walk in step with the spirit. Um, At the same time, it's really hard. So again, having compassion, like what's easy for you as a type three is really hard for me as a nine. Mm. If you understand the Enneagram well enough, you'll know there are things about the three I really need to move towards because I have that line connected. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it would be amazing if you as a three could show me things that are really helpful as a three and I can move in that healthy uh, uh, trajectory. But if you were like, you should have gotten that done five minutes ago, I would have been faster than you. I mean, like that's (laughs) like you're impatient or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're a nine. You're just procrastinating. Of course, typically, you know. (laughs) Yeah. but I've never said that to Beth. (laughs) Yeah. But if you recognize, wow, okay, to move as a nine, it's like we're walking in um, either like quicksand or like wet cement. And if you recognize, oh, man, you've done a lot in this period of time. I know for me, I might have done faster. But the encouragement of the growth and the effort means so much for the nine. And again, that's where you take off your lens and you put on someone else's and you spur one another on towards Mm -hmm. love and good deeds. And so, you know, that's that's the biggest thing that I'm really wanting people to recognize is it is so easy for us to either put others down or put ourselves down Mm. And either way you're pushing people out of your life by doing that. Whereas if you switch and you bring compassion and empathy, you're going to bring bring people in towards you. Mm, That's so helpful because not the way we all do it is the way someone else is going to do it. And I think you said that earlier, but that's a huge learning. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing that comes to mind for me is uh, Jesus' words. And I'm going to take a little liberty here, but uh, he, he said that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So another way of saying that is out of the overflow of the heart, we date. Mm. And meaning we we are looking for people out of a particular heart's desire. And I can remember early on, I'm, I'm actually a pastor by training, and uh, these couples were coming to me and asking me to marry them. And so I asked a admired pastor within our uh, denomination, and I said, is there ever a reason why you would tell a couple not to get married? Mm. And he said, Jeff, it really comes down to one thing, because God's grace is big enough that it... Um, they they can make it. They, um, Jesus is really committed to their relationship because he wants it to represent his relationship to the church. So that's not an issue. But what's at issue for them is whether or not they know themselves. Mm. And so really the what the Enneagram helps is to recognize, to give language to and clarity about what's actually happening in our hearts. And the more that we understand what's uh what's happening inside of us when someone speaks a certain way or certain circumstances come up, the more I'm able to name what's happening inside, the more healthier my relationships will be with others. Mm -hmm. And so it's not only for ourselves, but it's also looking for those whom we have relationship with. Are they committed to the same kind of self-awareness as we are? Mm. 
You nailed that. My gosh. I just like, yes. <laughs> like That's so good. Uh, teachability, the self-awareness, willingness to grow because we can never really be in a place of just stagnant growth, I feel like. And I feel like it's so easy to get there. Like, no, I've, I've done a lot of self-help or I've done this or I've done that. Um, but complacency is the opposite of like how we're supposed to be living, I think, in the Christ-centered world. And um, I think that one of the most beautiful things is to say, you know, I've learned a lot, but I'm going to continue to learn and grow. And I want to continue and learn and grow more about you and understanding of you as well um, in relationship and trying to like say, I'm in teachability with myself and teachability to understand you better. Like that is the ultimate to me, perfection in dating. If there could be any, I mean, there isn't any perfect dating situation, but you're never going to have two perfect human beings. So the best you can do is say, I'm going to constantly try to learn and grow. And also constantly try to learn and understand you to the best of my ability. (laughs) And what will really blow your mind is whenever you begin to consider that we approach self-awareness according to our type. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. And so uh, approaching a relationship where you are open to one another's influence is absolutely vital because we even have our own uh, blind spots as we're trying to learn about ourselves. Mm, that's so good. Wow. And also, I think when we do understand those issues, you know, how we approach things, like I know now what Jeff longs to hear or what activates him or trips him up. And I can then gently point him back to Christ and how Christ has satisfied everything versus trying to be the one to come through for him. Mm. And ultimately, that's the goal because. If I'm like trying to be the hero for him, not only is he going to be disappointed, but I'm going to be disappointed in myself. Mm. And so by constantly saying, hey, I hear you, I see your struggle, but let me remind you of like the protection of God or um, how he's going to guide you. Like just pointing out those things in a very light, um, loving, compassionate way, it it girds him up, it helps him, it it sustains him versus him trying to get it from me. So that's another just really amazing piece of the Enneagram is pointing each other back to the gospel. Mm. Wow, you guys. Okay, this, I could have a whole nother hour long conversation with you guys and be so (laughs) fulfilled. Um, But I'm so thankful just for everything you guys shared today. I know there's even so much more we could talk about, but um, I would love for people to be able to know about where to find you guys, your resources and what's coming up for you guys. um, And you said some things are launching even in the fall. So let us know so they can connect with you guys. We'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, so always the best place to go to get started is your enneagramcoach.com. Yeah. Um, but our new Becoming Us platform um, is going to all be launching soon. We're actually touring this summer doing um, some marriage events oh, across so the United States. So if you go to becomingus.com, there's a list there and that the dates are always, we're always adding new dates there as well. And then uh, our book, Becoming Us, uh, is already up on the interwebs and uh, so you can go ahead and pre-order the book. Great. Well, and remember it's, it's though it's couched under marriage. It's going to be super helpful for any relationship. So totally agree. For those that are in that dating scene, this is just as applicable for you. Oh my goodness. I think it's, we, it's almost, it's not more important, but we need to learn these tools now to set us up for even the best possible marriages and other relationships. But like this will help us enter dating with so much better awareness. Um, 
Okay, you guys, before we go, I almost forgot to ask you, but I last asked every guest the same final last question. It can be really quick, whatever you guys want. But um, what is just your final nugget of dating advice for the listeners today? <laughs> <laughs> Bethy, what, what was your, what would be yours? Gosh, okay. <laughs> I think, um, well, I mean, because I'm always thinking through the Enneagram, yes. but I think my my advice would be take the time to really get to know you first, because no matter if you date okay. one other person and you get married or five other people, you know, whatever the Lord has in store for you, you've got to know yourself. Mm. So my suggestion, and this is kind of biased, but I'm going to go for it. I'm a type nine. So it's like, go for it, Beth. Okay. Is to watch my discovering you course. And you can find that at your Enneagram coach.com. Yeah. Um, and then once you find your type and you learn how the Enneagram works, cause there's, um, there's quite a bit to actually understand and the books are really complicated and I've made it super simple, you know? So yeah. basically it's a cliff notes version of the Enneagram. And so it's called discovering you. And once you've landed on your type and you're like, Oh, I'm a three like for you, yeah. then go watch my exploring you course for type threes. Mm. And I'm going to take you through five coaching courses or five sessions um, online pre-recorded with five guide sheets. And this is where I'm going to break down your personality into bite-sized lessons. So you can learn and grow and stretch, but without becoming overwhelmed mm. and you'll be amazed at how much you're going to learn about yourself in those five sessions. And that is going to completely transform not only how you date, but just how you are at work, how you're with your you know, parents or friends, you name it. So that would be my ultimate advice to get you started. Yes. Self-awareness, getting to know yourself first. I love that. We'll definitely include the link to that course, which is so good. So good. And I would say that my, mine's a little bit more simple than that, but uh, there's a quote by an author, his name's Jerry Bridges, mm. and he says, you're never so good that you're beyond the need for God's grace, and you're never so bad that you're beyond its reach. Mm. And as I think about what where Beth and I are, uh, it's because we were willing to make one or two commitments to one another. Mm. First is to say, I'm sorry. And second is to say, I forgive you. And that has kept us centered in a place of humility with Christ that gave us so many more opportunities so that we didn't get stuck in resentment, in fear, and shame. Mm. Wow. You guys, that was that's amazing. I love both of those two nuggets of advice. So good. Um, thank you guys just so much, Beth and Jeff, for everything you're doing, for all your wisdom, and for being on today together. Uh, I can't wait for people to hear this episode and use it, hopefully take lots of notes, and then use it as a, you know, a propelling them to find out more and to take your courses and to pay attention when um, everything's coming out with Becoming Us. So thank you guys so, so much. Thank you. You guys, I love the Enneagram and I really appreciate how it helps us to understand ourselves and others so much better. I joke, but it's kind of true that if a guy doesn't know his Enneagram type, I'm not really that interested because I just think self-awareness is really, really attractive and the Enneagram is a great tool to do that. Jeff and Beth have built an absolutely incredible platform and we truly owe it to them to be incredibly grateful for all they've poured into this for all of us as Christians. So go ahead and follow them at, at your Enneagram coach on Instagram. And you guys, I just hope you learned so much today and took some notes. So if you did learn something, share this episode with a friend who loves the Enneagram or share it with someone who you think really needs to take the test. 
By the way, I highly encourage you to take the free Enneagram assessment test on yourenneagramcoach.com and take a look at all the other courses that Beth and Jeff mentioned today that can be found on yourenneagramcoach.com as well. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartofdating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends. 